super tempted to start bitching about iTunes. That's not what we're going to talk about. Um, no, but uh, <laughs> that does uh, remind me to congratulate you on appearing in the Six Colors uh, Apple report card for the year. Oh, yeah, I did. That was awesome. I was like super stoked to be even asked to fill out the survey. And then I was quoted a few times in the article. So yeah, I'm like, internet famous now. I'm not at all. (laughs) I mean, once upon a time, I would have thought like, there's no way in hell I would ever get even as many Twitter followers as I have now. First of all, there was a point in time where Twitter didn't exist. And then mm-hmm. when I first <laughs> I first started using it in 2009, I want to say, maybe 08. Uh, <laughs> and I had like 10 followers for the longest time. But um, yeah, I still don't. I, I, I doubt I'll ever break a thousand or anything like that. Um, I don't know. Yeah, Although, especially since uh, your quotes in the piece don't link anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I, do anyone's? I no. don't. I don't think anyone's do, which is fine. People, people, can, <laughs> people can Google me, but they will never <laughs> find me. No, that's not true. I think I might be because of my Twitter um, username. I think Google does surface that like near the top. Yeah, you've got pretty good SEO. Yeah, in that <laughs> sense. Although that bitch who owns, <laughs> I was just looking um, at uh, jessicadennis.com, which is owned by some woman in, I want to say Montreal or something. Well, not some woman, some Jessica Dennis <laughs> in, in like Montreal or something like that. Um, she, I, I think it was the one of us who's a chef and is like older. I don't know. Like something like that. There's so many <laughs> Jessica Dennis's out there. I have like the other day, Ruben was like, "Why does it say you're going to Peru in March?" I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, because I got some chicks plane tickets. Well, not some chick, a different Jessica Dennis." <laughs> <laughs> and because Google like adds things to the calendar out of email <laughs> that showed up on my calendar, <laughs> but I'm not going to Peru, and she might not be either. <laughs> That's between her and her airline. <laughs> I have literally no way of contacting this person, so. Right, because they contacted you instead. Yeah, like, I'm yeah. sorry, but if you give your airline my email address, you might not get your yeah. tickets. Because <laughs> you sent them to me. But what else? Uh, <laughs> the uh, thing that we're actually going to bitch about uh, is I, I should have come up with a better segue. Like, I'm also not going to Seattle. No, that's dumb. Um, <laughs> so this um, this was a bee that I got in my bonnet last week when Amazon's ridiculous grocery concept open, which this actually kind of reminds me of those um, vending machines that we made fun of extensively. Yeah. This is basically the same concept, except in in store form, um, which is a little bit less dumb because it actually has enough shelf space to have, thi- you know, a wide enough variety of things. But like, pretty much everything about it. Well, everything else. Not variety, it, but quantity of limited number of things. Right. Yeah, that's true. Um, it always pisses me off when a lot of technology goes into making life better only for rich people. Yeah. Like, life is already super good for rich people. And <laughs> it's okay. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, it, I feel kind of like 
maybe and and I get that when people put money into things it's generally because they want to get more money back out of it than they put in to start with that's like the nature of capitalism or whatever but it would be super if there were more uh, thought and care going into making life better for the non-super rich. And in fact, this kind of in a in a way, this does the opposite because um, the whole concept is basically it's it's an almost entirely employeeless grocery store, um, and grocery store jobs are among the better poor people jo- or at least they used to be. I, my data might be kind of old. I think Costco is still definitely a good place to work. But like tons of people start like my mom's first job was in a grocery store. My cousin used to work in a grocery store. Now she works for the state in some capacity. I don't know. We don't speak because she's awful. Um, (laughs) She had a baby, which was a terrible decision. Uh, Well, it wasn't a decision, which was part of what made it terrible. Um, But anyway, uh, uh, grocery store jobs are... um, they're among the better bad jobs because um, they do have benefits. You need to be there for an absurdly long time and work horrible retail hours that keep changing every week. But they do have benefits attached to them, at least. Um, although many chains won't keep you above minimum wage. And, mm. you know, Walmart famously will <laughs> keep your hours underneath any uh, government minimums for giving you any benefits at all. Yeah, and but they will help you sign up for food stamps. Yep, which these won't accept. Right. That's another way in which it's making life. Because imagine, I mean, for all I know, these sorts of things might eventually start displacing small, like, like, um, what do you call them? The, you know, the ones in New York that they have that the stupid thing was named after. Oh, my God. Bodegas. Yes, bodegas. They might actually, like, this is actually a... a more plausible bodega replacement in a lot of ways. And again, most bodegas are equipped to accept uh, SNAP, which is extremely helpful for people who rely on that to eat. But there's no way for these little Amazon thingies to do that. They, it's it's just not possible. Right. Um, and it's by design because they don't have a point of sale step. Like that's the whole point of them. Right. So, of course, this douchebag on the Internet posts a picture of himself standing in front of these holding a box of of pads and says, look, I stole some tampons because he doesn't know the difference um, from (laughs) from the Amazon thing. And um, one of my friends, Khalif Adams from Swan on Me, pointed out that, like, wow, (laughs) Um, I, I can't remember the exact quote of his tweet, but like, sure is a white thing to do to like proudly shoplift and post about it on the internet and i bet nothing's gonna happen to that dude yeah exactly Uh, oh yeah khalif's point was that as somebody who gets followed around in stores like that shit like that is super not helpful right (sighs) yeah (laughs) I, i mean it's it's so weird and bad like Apple has this to some extent where you can use the app to buy stuff on the phone on your phone while you're in the store and then you just kind of pick it up and leave and like that makes me feel I've done it and it makes me feel weird. I want to like hold up my phone and be like I paid for this. I didn't care if anybody's looking, I paid for this. And I know that the people who you know I know that probably the employees like all already know that, but like I it always feels awkward. And it doesn't but that's 
totally. Well, <laughs> uh, so the 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 store that uh, I got my iPhone 10 from was recently redone. So they have the new uh, case wall where they have all uh, the cases Apple makes in these special cubby drawer things. Right. right. Where the case is on the outside on the handle and you pull it and there's the stock for it. Um, and they have like a uh, mall and or real cop like at that part of the store. Um, but even then, like. I still didn't feel right, like, just doing that, <laughs> you know. I I played the, oh, I'm buying two things, and it's confusing to do that in the app, so... Because if you yeah. buy more than one thing, you just repeat the process, like, in its entirety. There's no, like, cart. Oh, wow. That's so dumb. Yeah. <laughs> and I also I... wanted a bag, in quotes, so I could, you know, talk to an associate, make an excuse yeah. to talk to one. I definitely, the time that I did that, I asked a person for a bag just to be less awkward. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, my feelings of awkwardness are far from my biggest objection to this, which is which is mostly that it's kind of terrible for poor people. Yeah, because this isn't like the Apple Store. So, like, Apple Stores haven't had registers for a very long time. Um, you know, they have the card reader on their uh, iPhone SE thing that they have and other than that your only other choice is paying yourself with apple pay um but there's something different between a well what is a luxury electronics boutique inside of a mall most of right. the time uh and a convenience store that you said might displace real convenience stores at some point in the future it's possible. Amazon certainly has the money to make that happen if they want to. Um, I guess it remains to be seen whether that's going to happen. But it is a little, it's kind of scary because they, you know, they bought Whole Foods. So they might be thinking that that's like their next move. Combine the techno beast <laughs> that, <Yeah>. is, <laughs> that is Amazon with the grocery store thing. And again, Whole Foods is pretty much groceries for rich people. But if they make a move into, like, into places where, like, in, in cities, this is going to be the biggest problem of displacement. Um, in the suburbs, it probably won't be, like, a huge deal because, you know, sprawl. <laughs> the regular stores could just move. Um, although it would kind of suck because they don't have to pay a whole lot of workers. Um, in general, payroll is the biggest expense for a business like a grocery store. Yeah. Um, so if they can like seriously undercut them by having like almost no employees, you know what? Everybody just go, <laughs> just go steal. <laughs> just, <laughs> just all the white people just go steal from the Amazon store. No, don't. Don't actually do this. This is not real advice. I don't. <laughs> I don't advocate theft. But like this needs to not we this needs to not be a thing like and i hate interacting with humans i will always <laughs> use self checkout which is part of the problem although there's always at least one employee sometimes more than one because people they, are super dumb well they need you need the person to override like the thing so you can use your own bag sometimes right and other malarkey or odd shaped items um so um it was uh Explained to me on last week's episode of Exponent, um, the concept of, like, uh, the only thing businesses actually have to pay for is marginal cost. So, 
when Amazon puts one of these things in, it doesn't matter how much the cameras cost. Like they don't have to figure out where the break even point is on profit between buying like the ceiling that's literally carpeted with cameras <laughs> um, versus how much salary would be, be uh, for an employee because it's it that's just not how business works in capitalism because nothing means anything. The only thing that matters is marginal cost, which is just how much money do you make on, um, you know, selling the box of pads versus, you know, how much it costs you to have it sitting on the shelf and, you know, transported there in the first place. And, you know, Amazon is a company that's based entirely on marginal costs, like, that's how they got so big online is because everything is sold um, so low. And a lot of their other business is just being a warehouse service for other companies. Like when you buy something that's fulfilled by Amazon, mm. um, you know, they're just passing the cost on to someone else like that. Whoever is fulfilling it that or rather whoever Amazon is fulfilling on behalf of is paying a warehousing fee. And they're paying a commission on the sale. Yeah. So, like, it's it's a company that's just only set up, you know, to make these sliver margins. So they don't actually have to be that profitable. So they probably could drive real bodegas out of business fairly easily because they can take a much bigger hit on anything because, you know, a bodega is usually staffed by its own proprietor who has to, right. you know, pay his or her own rent, like... For the building and like sleeping somewhere yeah so yeah it it is something to worry about because you know it's not like you know well the whole food things you know you know that's you know three dollar avocados and you know that's <laughs> gonna stay where it is but if these start pushing out places in like places like san francisco and brooklyn which are just gentrifying out the wazoo or even downtown atlanta Downtown anywhere. It's what's happening well, yeah. to cities. Yeah. I mean, Atlanta is a particularly food deserty example. Um, there are certain parts. I mean, to, to some, there are some grocery stores like in that are accessible via transit. Um, but by and large, if you don't have a car, you're like, I mean, although it's it's really a bummer to go to the grocery store and then get on a bus and, and stuff. So that already kind of sucks. I don't know what a good solution. Well, a good solution to that is having bodegas near where you live. And... Right. So you can just go every day <laughs> and only get one bag's worth of food, but it only right. needs to last you 24 hours. So it's fine. Or like maybe more of a like a European model where it's less like, you know, the store, the corner store with Pop-Tarts and toilet paper, but like, you know, markets with vegetables and stuff. That would be nice. And reasonably fresh bread. Right. <laughs> Which which isn't like slices of corn syrup. <laughs> that's such a good way to describe uh, what bread has turned into <laughs> in the United States. That's pretty much what we use to make our fluffernutter sandwiches. I've never made a fluffernutter sandwich, but it sounds funny. Um, so, yeah, so it's kind of a, it's like this shiny new thing that's actually kind of horrible. Yeah. And it would have been funny if we recorded this last week because on opening day, it had long lines. And the whole point is that there's not supposed to be lines at all. Right. Because there's no to just... checkout queue. 
You're supposed to wander on in and wander on out with whatever your heart desires that they happen to be selling. But (laughs) but you can't actually fit like 500 people in there at once. So they they had to pay somebody to do queue management. And I don't know if they'll continue to have to. I don't know. I think it's cleared out by now. Probably because. Yeah, it's just like launch day at, at an Apple store, but for kale. And it kind of reminds me. So this was really sad if you, well, if you like 10, because <laughs> I'm old. So things that I think of as like yeah, three to five years ago are actually like 10 to 15 years ago. Um, <laughs> there was this experiment that Tesco, uh, you know, the British grocery store chain was running um, and they decided for completely baffling reasons to do it in inland Southern California, specifically like Riverside in that area where I happen to be living. They they uh, had these little grocery stores that were called Fresh and Easy and they were small and they weren't like super nice, but they weren't like crappy either. They were just like kind of cute small grocery stores. And the idea was that they would be like neighborhood stores. And I'm like, that is very cool. And I liked to go there and they had like you know, pre-cut vegetables and stuff. So you could kind of throw together food quickly, but out of healthy things. It was a really cool concept. But like, this was the, like the exurbs. <laughs> they should have piloted this in cities. Like they should have piloted it in Nashville and downtown Atlanta and, or even Midtown or whatever. And like New York and San Francisco and places where this would have actually, or Seattle. This would have been, <laughs> this would have been great in Seattle. They accepted food stamps because <laughs> they were like kind of a regular store but smaller, um, and that would have been much better than this. But because they uh, kind of spent all their money and it wasn't popular because there were already giant grocery stores everywhere, um, mm. it failed. It died. It was. It, it. I. I feel like it could have been successful had they not started where they started, but. The thing about their distribution centers were there because, uh, you know, it's the exurbs where it's yeah. really cheap, mm-hmm. but like, eh, you have to balance that. So instead of something that would have been cool and helpful for a wide variety of income levels, we're getting this uh, Amazon 1% grocery, whatever. Yeah. And and one more comment on the uh, 1% and the uh, Washington state of it all. Is that um, so? Since uh, the recession, the uh, percentage of people on SNAP has skyrocketed, like tripled. Um, and Washington State is on the high end of increases. So every state has gone up like significantly, but they have gone up almost the most. Well, Seattle is really expensive, and that's pretty much. Like, the rest of Washington is kind of a vast wasteland. There's, like, farms and stuff, and I think it's pretty grim. No, it's a well-maintained Sasquatch preserve. Right. (laughs) 